get your midweek. Oh, gotta get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Oh, get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Oh, gotta get your midweek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your midweek. Welcome back to another week of Midweek with LFCD. As always, my name is Gray and I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. Starting off this week, we have a question and answer session with Michael Flake. He and I got together on my back porch this week and went through a few of the questions we didn't get to after the service on Sunday morning. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Well, welcome Michael Flake. We are currently on my back porch enjoying a beautiful evening and we're, we're here to take a few minutes to take a crack at some of the questions we didn't get to after the service on Sunday. So we're going to jump right in. And this, this first one is from the, the 19th of April, back on the Holy Spirit sermon, that opener. And the question goes, it's about the speaking in tongues. So I'm glad I'm asking and not answering. Uh, Acts 2.4 reads, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak to one another in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What is the meaning of the capability of speaking in tongues in our current world? How do you make sense of speaking in tongues today? Oh, wonderful. Well, (laughs) so in the Bible, there's two different kinds of speaking in tongues that the Holy Spirit empowers. One is to speak in a language that's a known human language that the person did not previously have mastery of. And that's what happens in Acts chapter 2. And then there is speaking in a language that is not a known human language So it may be a human language, we just don't know what it is, or it may not be a human language. And that's often referred to as glossolalia, and that's typically what people mean when they talk about speaking in tongues, speaking in an unknown language. So there's two different kinds of speaking in tongues or speaking in a different language that the Holy Spirit does in the Bible. The question of how that relates to us today, so I'll just say not all Christians agree with what I'm about to say, but I think the Holy Spirit still does give both of those gifts to people. I have met uh, not a ton of people, but a handful of people who have either been able to speak in a language they had very little knowledge or mastery of. When they became Christians, when the Holy Spirit came into their lives, they became uh, fluent in in a language that they had previously not known much about, or that they have developed the ability, not of their own doing, but just as the Spirit moves them to speak uh, in an unknown language and to have that happen in worship. So some Christians think those more, uh, we'll call them charismatic uh, gifts, are no longer given. I think they are, but I think when they are given, we have to be careful to use them in ways that, again, do what the Holy Spirit is doing, which is empowering the spread of the ministry and uh, message of Jesus and not just using them as sort of a, a spiritual cheap party trick. Well put. All right, next question. Are there any resources you recommend on the spiritual gift of intercession? That's an excellent question. Yes, and let me get, let me, uh, we'll figure out who asked this question and send those to you. Uh, I will ask our prayer team leader if she has any, and we will get those sent to whoever asked the question. I would say, uh, as I said on Sunday, one of our elders, Holly Worsley, has agreed Uh, to teach a class on spiritual giftedness, how to understand the gifts that, uh, gift or gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you and how to use those in an effective way, again, to empower the the spread of the message and ministry of Jesus. So keep an eye out for that. And that class would also have great resources on all the spiritual gifts, including intercession or praying for people, fighting for people in prayer. 
So this next question is actually a combination of a few questions, um, all kind of asking the same thing, and that, that highlights that it's a, a question a lot of people are asking. So this is from your last sermon on joy. Uh, what do you do in the, the scary unknowns of life where, where joy might seem hard to find or hard to locate? And how do you, how do you partner with the Spirit uh, in that? That's right. So as you said, there was probably two or three questions on this front. Um, one of sort of not knowing what the Holy Spirit is up to in the moment, which is true. We very rarely know what the Holy Spirit is up to in the moment. Uh, one that had come in previously about how Mandy and I clinged to hope when Indy needed heart surgery as a baby. So maybe I'll use that example and sort of uh, tie all that together. I think it's the philosopher Kierkegaard who said, life has to be lived forward but can only be understood backwards. And I think that that's a pretty helpful way to see it. We, we know what the Spirit is doing big picture. Uh, we, for instance, as I think I've repeated about 28 times so far, the Holy Spirit is empowering the spread of the ministry and message of Jesus. And so we know that's happening. So when we were in the hospital with Indy, we were in the hospital with her, probably her first... Um, I don't know, three of her first four months of life, uh, she had a number of medical complications, the most significant being she needed heart surgery when she was four months old. How did we, you know, we don't exactly know what the Spirit's doing and all that. We know that somehow God will bring redemption into that and God will give us opportunities to show love to people, to share about our faith in Him. So we know those kind of things are going to happen. But we don't know big picture what's going to happen to this little girl. What will her life look like? How will the Spirit work in all this? The Spirit does work in mysterious ways sometimes. And so a scripture that really we clung to was Psalm 103, verse 2, which says, Praise the Lord, my soul, forget not all his benefits. Praise the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. In other words... It is possible to forget the goodness of God. It is possible to forget the benefits of God, who God is. It is possible to not delight in God. And so what we learned in that experience, and this speaks to joy in hard situations, was remember joy we defined as delighting in God, who God is and what God does. There are certain situations in which so much good is happening that it's easy to get distracted in what we're delighting in. And then there are really difficult situations, such as having your four-month-old have heart surgery, where there's not a lot to get distracted by what's going well. So, so really what you're left to, to cling to, as Psalm 103 is saying, is remembering who God is, remembering the goodness of God, what God has done for you, God is doing for you, and just who God is in his own character. And thus coming to delight in God. And so this is, it's kind of an unexpected way that hard times can push us towards joy because we have to be really clear about who we're delighting in and where our delight is. And so I just encourage each of us that as we walk through hard times, as we are not sure what God is up to in any individual moment, or we don't see the big picture clearly, to find a deeper delight in who God is even as we don't see the big picture as clearly as he does. That's a great answer. Uh, well, we'll end on a question that's a little more lighthearted. Uh, how do you keep a straight face during Matt's uh, silly song? So assuming that's referring to his outros and intros and, and all of that. I, I have never known Matt to write a silly song. <laughs> I have never. What that little, gives you midweek. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just heard that. It's your midweek. Uh -huh. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm keeping a straight face while I sing this. It's Men Week. <laughs> we just heard Michael uh, Flake sing for us. Nice. Well, uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. That wraps up our Q&A for this week. We, we have a couple more that we didn't get to that we'll get to next week. And then we'll get to the ones we don't get to on Sunday. So thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And again, we will be back next week to answer some more of your questions. But now we turn to our song for the week, and it's cover of a classic hymn called My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. It was written by an Englishman named Edward Mote in 1834, and it was inspired by Jesus' parable about the foolish and the wise builders that's found in Matthew 7 and in Luke 6. Singing this hymn for us today is our former summer staffer, Will Worsley, and his girlfriend, Emily Williams. We'll head to them now.
Once again, that was excellent. Thank you, Will and Emily. And up next, we have our reading for today. And it's a prayer commonly known as the Prayer of St. Francis, though its origins are somewhat unknown and St. Francis's authorship is not confirmed. But regardless of who wrote it and when they did, it's a great prayer. Reading this prayer for us today is our very own Gail Gilpin. Here's Gail. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Lastly, we will close with our usual reading from the Psalms, this week from Psalm 113. Reading for us today is Tinsley Shepherd, a freshman at Davidson from Nashville, Tennessee, who serves with our kids' ministry. Here's Tinsley. Psalm 113, English Standard Version. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord, from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap, to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Amen. So as we close today's episode, go knowing that as we pass this one-month mark of the stay-at-home, and as we begin to feel the grind, we begin to feel the monotony, we begin or continue to feel the isolation, go knowing that we have hope, that we have hope in Christ, the firm foundation, the one who is making all things new. Go in peace. Well, folks, that wraps up another episode of Midweek with LSCD. We hope you'll join us again next week as Michael and I will meet again on my back porch and talk through some more of your questions. Hope to see you then. Yeah, 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 yeah.